Pulse Audio Podcast Network. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network. Naughty and nice and full of mold spice. This bitch. Welcome to Whining About Herstory, the women's history podcast where two besties with breasties whine about women you haven't heard of, but definitely should have. I'm Emily. I'm Kelly. And welcome. We're still, we're rolling on the holiday train. And honestly, I need it. I need to cling to the holiday magic as long as I can because it is the only thing that makes winter bearable. And it is over so quickly. The second... January 2nd rolls around, it is over. Everything is just frozen and shitty and awful. No, but it's festive. After after January or after January 1st, it's garbage. Yeah. Until April. And then it's a different kind of garbage. May, there's a lot of false hope. And then by June, we're usually finally out of the woods. (laughs) I haven't been like super festive so far this year like I went to a holiday market with some friends and stuff like that but I haven't put my tree up yet did you go to the one at the chateau yeah shit I was there really yeah I didn't see you oh my god and then I did the caroling (laughs) after okay I was I I was there like later in the day I was there at like two okay I was two or three uh, yeah I was there like a couple hours later yeah Yeah, no that was super cool I got a mulled wine scented candle oh and some sweet ass joggers from the Asian night market oh nice I bought they're so comfy there was a woman upstairs that had like um different like snacky food and I bought a bunch of that Oh, yeah, I saw that. That looked really good. Oh, it's delicious. No, and it was cool because uh, the the winter art market, it was in the old Chateau Theater, mm-hmm. which was a theater, and then it became a Barnes & Noble. It looks so different. Like, and mean, it's it looks all like a decorated. Again, no. it, it's all decorated. Castle motif. It looks super cool. And so it's it's been it's been closed for a while and has just been used for you know traveling exhibits and different events and things like that. But I haven't been in there since it was a Barnes and Noble. I don't think I have either. So it was really cool to be in there again because that was one of my favorite places in in town. Going to that Barnes and Noble. So yeah, yeah. Oh my it god, was. that's super that funny. That is super funny. Oh, uh, no wonder I was just like, I just feel some intense sexual energy in this place. It was I thought it was all the dirty manga I used to read here, but it was Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Emily, why are you sitting in the corner? Don't bother me! <laughs> Emily, why are you all sweaty? Leave me alone. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> none of, in a good way. None of that happened. All right. Well... I'm drinking apple cider because, again, I am leaning hard into the festivities. I am drinking the same wine we drank last week. Because Still you know on what? The silver scape train. Nothing is wasted here. We waste nothing. We either drink it or Drew drinks it. What's up, Drew? Um, love Drew. So we, we've we've mentioned that Drew drinks all of our um, extra wine. And we either haven't drank wine or we finished the bottle lately or I forget to cork it and then I dump it out because I don't want to poison Drew. And Drew has been complaining that we haven't had any wine for him. And he saw Emily or Emily. He was online with my husband last time Emily was here. 
And like he even complained to Emily. He was like, You don't leave me any wine. And I'm like, God damn it, Drew. Yep. Yep. You're like, come be on our podcast or just hang out with the us and we'll that, give you wine. Honestly, the fact that we have even posted a picture of us with Drew is shot. I haven't Did we okay. did we never post was 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 the Halloween that was pre podcast. That was pre podcast. Well, We'll get a picture of the three. We'll hang out with Drew sometime and we'll get a picture. Here's the thing. The three of us have not hang been out all the time. The three of us have not all been in the same room together in a really long time. Probably since New Year uh, 2019 going into 2020. No, because there was one time that he was over here for D&D and you came over to record. Oh, that was like two exactly. fucking seconds. <laughs> Does not count. Um, But yeah, we'll we'll do something soon with Drew. This dude lives in the same city as us, too. Yeah. I actually, I was driving, I was doing a site visit for work, and I was driving there, and I saw him walking to work, and I rolled down my window, window. I was like, Drewbert! I see Drew every week. <laughs> I know, but I, I just think it's so funny. It's like, oh, I miss, oh, beer party. We all hung out at that beer party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So, okay, that was in the summer. I mean, That's you not could so come egregious. over on Monday nights and play board games with us. Well, I can't anymore because I'm doing a fitness class. And even if I could, Mondays are my nights to just like not. That's valid. <laughs> I go home and That's I veg. That's Sunday for me. I'm like. Sunday is also that day for me. <laughs> I need a lot of veg days to maintain right. the most basic level of functioning. I know. We have a friend. So I have a final due fr- Sunday, which I need to do. I haven't done it yet. But we also have like a friend coming to visit on Sunday. And I'm like, what time? <laughs> Could you leave like before Sunday? Like I, well, he's not coming up till Sunday. He's doing like a day trip. And oh, I'm I know, like, but it's like, could you just not? Like I want, yeah, I want to see him, but I'm like, are you gonna leave by like five so I have at least like four hours to just like not, not? Yep. I mean, it's Carl. I could probably like. It doesn't matter. I can just. Oh, not. Carl and doesn't give a shit. Here. Exactly. Carl doesn't give a shit. He doesn't listen to our podcast. But hi, Carl. What's up, Carl? All right. Well, Kelly, uh, we should cheers to something. Cheers to being festive as fuck. Yeah. At least for me. <laughs> I've got. I have a plastic bottle, and she has a like metal, metal water ball cup. This is actually the water ball that I bought in Texas, so I wouldn't die. Because we, we mine's upstairs. I just washed it the other day. Yeah, because when we were in Texas, uh, we had to make a Walmart run with Kina because we need white shirts for our uniforms. And also Kina's like, you probably should have a water ball because you might actually like get heat stroke and die just sitting out there. So I bought this cheap little water bottle. It's just like basic black and I've covered it with like beautiful local stickers. Emily went metal water bottle route. I went plastic. Well, that's just because you hate the environment. No, I'm kidding. I'm um, sure this is probably worse. <laughs> no, but this was the cheapest one I could find. I had a story, and now I don't remember what it was. It's fine. That's all right. Just just chime in at a completely inappropriate time. Middle of my story, I'm going to be like, I remember. It's going to be like, and then the Nazis came. Oh, Emily, I remember my water bottle story. Right. I'm kidding. There are no Nazis in my story. There are no Nazis in my story either. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that to anyone. And I get to go first. Oh, thank God. So you grew up Catholic. Yeah. As did I. Do you remember uh, St. Lucy? With the eyes, right? Is she the one that like plucked out her eyes or had her eyes plucked out and she wandered around with the no, little plate? No, no. 
Well, yes, but she also, the crown with the candles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was aiming for. Oh, God. Of course you'd know the dark fucking side. Okay, you know what that brings back, though? The American Girl doll. I think Lucy? it was Kristen. 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 She was like the little pioneer girl, but I think she was of German someone's yelling at me but she had a special costume where she dressed up as saint lucy swedish i bet she was it was swedish i think it probably yeah yeah i think you're exactly i'm like it was swedish or german um but yeah there was like a whole book where it's like oh yeah she dressed up as saint lucy and you could buy you could buy the uh the outfit you if you got the doll but i remember that because i think we had someone at our school that would play like saint lucy anyways that's who i'm whining about i'm i'm whining about saint lucia and Lucivaca. I'm a little disappointed. It's not the um, eye gouging person. So Lu- Lucia is actually the the baptized. Okay, I'm, you know I'm not going to shit on the Christianity, but when you get baptized, yeah. you can can you can optionally pick like a secondary Christian name, and Lucia or Lucille is what I picked because it's pretty. Do you mean we get confirmed? Confirmed, yes. I'm like, you're a- Not when we get baptized. I'm like, you were a baby. Damn, Kelly, your verbal skills were excellent. Um, I was Francis. You can, you can get baptized at any age. No, I know, but I know that you were baptized yes, as a baby, Kelly, <laughs> as was I. Um, yeah, no, when I got confirmed, I picked uh, Francis because my grandfather's I name was it. Frank, and I wanted, I wanted a boy saint because I, I wanted to be edgy. <laughs> I'm um, like, call me Frank. Frank. I did I did it after St. Lucille, not St. Lucia. Yeah. Um anyway, so I'm really sorry Swedish people if I get anything wrong in this. You're a Minnesotan. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I'm Norwegian though, not Swedish. <laughs> um so the celebration of Lucia or St. Lu- Lucy is a one of the most beloved tr- uh traditions in Sweden and together with Advent it is part of the build up to Christmas celebration. Lucia is the bringer of light in the darkest of hours, and her presence is comes around on the 13th of December. So we're coming up to that next week for us. By the time this releases, it'll have passed. Come and gone. Um, but it's a mixture of traditions from before and after the cr- Christianization of Scandinavia, so it's very interesting. So we're going to oh, talk... Oh, it's like the Christmas tree, where it's like, it's yeah. the Christmas pagan tree. <laughs> so we're going to start with, like, the modern version as it's celebrated today. So mm-hmm. the, the current modern modern version of Lucivaca or the St. Lucia Day is um, a modern celebration that takes place mainly in the mornings, but can occur throughout the day on December 13th. Before Lucia arrives, everything is peaceful and quiet, and there's a sense of anticipation in the air. Ooh, um, that's sexy. All the lighting is dimmed and everyone at whatever building they're visiting, usually like churches and homes, is quiet awaiting Lucia. And they so they they usually gather in these halls together. During the Lucia event, people have morning fika, which is a get together with hot beverages and sweetbreads. I'm loving all of this. Including, uh, I don't know if it's glog or glog, uh, but it's a sweet mulled wine. And um, like spiced sweet bread with saffron and raisins. So that's what they're eating. Uh, Then in the quiet and the dark, singing voices arise and lights appear. Lucia is approaching. She is dressed in a white dress, as are her maidens and star lads. Star lads. Yep. I'm a motherfucking star lad. (laughs) And on her head, she wears a candlelit crown decorated with lingonberry sprigs uh, and sometimes red ribbons. Although... 
So the, it used to be like actually lit candles. Yeah. Most of the time nowadays they use electric candles. That let's is be honest. truly horrifying. The idea of balancing a crown of well, burning I, candles. I'm just on thinking. I'm like, oh god, what if the hot wax like falls on your scalp? Uh, anyway, well, that really depends on your per your persuasion. It's either ah uh, or it's uh. <laughs> uh So her maidens wear the same style of wreath, but with no candles. And the star lads have white paper hat cones that are decorated with golden stars. Everyone is holding candles, and Lucia and her maidens have red ribbons tied around their waist. Um, the star boys and handmaidens will also often carry like sticks with um. Just, just sticks. And then a newer addition in some towns is like Christmas elves, which I don't really understand how they tie into the rest of this, but I found it in like two different sources. But in the towns that have Christmas elves, the Christmas elves are in the, like carry the rear and then they have like little lanterns. It's basically like, I don't know, elves are Christmassy. This is kind of Christmassy. Right. Let's just throw in some fucking elves. But, but they come, this procession yes. comes, and they sing Christmas songs, and they basically like brighten the mood, and it's this very, very magical moment. So I think it's interesting, because like, there's apparently, or there used to be, there used to be like a, a competition for like national TV as who would get to play Lucia each year. Oh my year. god. Um... I don't think that happens anymore because it's like all the articles specified used to be. So I don't like maybe it's not like a bit like maybe they don't put it on national TV anymore. But a lot of times like local levels such as towns and schools will have like votes or, you know, subscribers. Yeah, there is no national Lucia of Sweden anymore. Um, but like a lot of times schools and like yeah. local areas will still have like a vote or a drawing to decide who Lucia is each year. I wonder if it got full, like, drop-dead gorgeous and people were killing each other to be right. St. Lucia. Um, so where did this come from? We talked about the modern celebration. Where did it come from? So the Christian aspect of Lucia is where we're going to start, even though that's the more recent version. We're going back in time. Yeah. Back to Literally. the future. Yeah, I, like, I kind of like how we're going it's backwards. still AD. Yeah, we're going to progressively get older but yep. so lucia was a christian woman who lived in sicily sicily not Picture sweden it. um between Before, after ad or no ad yep sicily <laughs> Two, 280 between 283 and 304 ad she was born into a rich family and was promised um to be married in a match arranged by her parents However, Lucia had made a vow of chastity that she hadn't told anyone about because <laughs> I don't fucking know. Because her sexual choices are no one's goddamn business. She talked with her mom and managed to persuade her to like break, you know, the engagement. However, her ex-fiance was not happy with this. He felt cheated and reported Lucia to the Roman emperor Diocletian, um, who was not fond of Christians as most Romans were back in the day or weren't. Like, yeah. Romans and Christians did not get along for a long time. Anyways, so at yeah, so at this time the the faith of Christ was still forbidden. So Lucia was sentenced not to death as most people would assume. She was sentenced to become a prostitute at a brothel. Because that's, apparently that was a thing. That's so fucking gross. Um, but when they came together, they, they, even though she was just this like, little, like not little, but like she was this slender girl, they could not move her. Then they tried to burn her at the stake, but no flames could touch her. 
Eventually, a soldier pierced a lance through her neck, and she died on the 13th of December. So, no, this is not the lady with the eyes. Okay. Well, it might maybe it is in the old telling. I don't know. I wrote no, this a while ago. I mean, here's the thing. She is not the first Lucy so, in, in Christianity. For her death as a martyr, she was made a saint also because, you know, flames couldn't touch her and they couldn't move her. That's, which is, I'm sure, exaggerated. Well, it's because to become a saint, you have to have the three miracles. Three miracles. Can't move. Don't get burned. I don't know what the third miracle. She was considered a martyr, which apparently is. I think that martyrdom is a fast track to saintdom. Yeah, it's, it's not like a miracle, but it like kind of like counts as one because they're like, well, you did something for your faith. Yeah, you did something extreme for your faith. Yeah. Um. So she was made a saint and remains the protective saint of Syracuse to this day. She's also said, oh, no, I lied. She's also said to have pierced out her own eyes to give to an admirer, after which she was given new eyes by God. Hell yeah! That's the miracle! Therefore, she is sometimes depicted holding a tray with her own eyes on them. I was right! I told you, I wrote the story a while ago. Oh, my... No, I'm just feeling very smart right now. I love, though... When you were describing her look, I'm like, oh, yeah, like the American Girl doll. But you said St. Lucy. It was like, with the plate of eyes. <laughs> of course. I know her. Like, it's super <laughs> funny that that's what you think of when I'm like, no, I distinctly remember at my Catholic school, like someone got chosen to be Lucy. And like, I think they put like little gifts in people's shoes. It was weird. That That's something I, that's another uh, thing that we did like in kindergarten. Yeah. I don't. I think St. Nick. Yeah, St. Nick. Because it's different of. than Santa. But like we and I remember we also had we also did St. Lucia, or maybe I dressed up as her for something. I don't remember. But okay. So that is the Christian part of this. So yes. where like where the fuck does it come in in Sweden? So Lucia is a Swedish tradition that has little to do, like has nothing to do with Italy because it dates back, like the celebrations on December 13th date back much further than St. Lucy, much, much further. And it wasn't until the 20th century that Sweden actually established like a nationwide holiday called St. Lucia day. Mm -hmm. Um, But before that, there are the celebration on the 13th was very diverse, but it has been crucial to the Swedish calendar basically as long as Sweden has been around. Cool. So the reason the 13th of December seems a little weird and like out of nowhere to the rest of us is because prior to the Julian calendar or sorry, the prior to our current calendar. So the Gregorian calendar, which is what Mm -hmm. we use now when it was the Julian calendar, December 13th was the darkest night of the year, the eve of the winter solstice, the longest night of the year. Yep. Um, this changed, uh, with the reformation in 1753 when the Gregorian calendar, um, was put to use in Sweden at least, and the winter solstice shifted from the 13th to the 21st. But so there's this folk tradition that still stood and still stands on the 13th that the night before the 13th or the night on on the eve of the solstice, um, known as the darkest night, it was also known as the most dangerous night because the darkness allowed evil entities to thrive longer than any other night. Okay. That is really interesting because my story has an element of that. Like the idea of darkness being yep. a harbinger, harbinger for evil. For evil. Yeah. So the harbinger. So this in turn led to like a, a number of traditions, but the most important aspect of this has always been the like light and feasting to keep the evil away. Basically, 
the celebration used to be, and like I said, it took different forms all over Sweden, but like in general, it was that you had to stay awake, stay indoors with the lights on. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that and to stay awake this whole long, dark night, they would eat or they would like feast and they would, you know, like sing songs and have these candles and everything. They just like throw a really wholesome rager. Basically. Um, And yeah, so they... There was actually a decree that the perdition, that the preparations for the midwinter celebration should also be completed by the 13th. So this included like the slaughtering of a festive pig and all of this stuff to basically make sure that everyone had enough food and that basically this began the season of feasting for the whole holiday season. Um, what makes a pig festive? I don't know. They is put it, a little hat on it. I was going to say, is know. it in a sweater? Does it have some I th- garland? I think, it's, I think it's more like how tur- <laughs> some t- there are some turkeys that are raised for Thanksgiving. These are pigs that are raised to be slaughtered at this time. I'm going to imagine it with a little well, hat. That's what I imagine, too. <laughs> it's um, a little star lad hat. So He's a motherfucking star pig. Uh, so sometimes the teenagers and young adults during this time would walk from neighbor to neighbor singing songs in exchange for food and drink protected with a candle for light. Sometimes they would dress up and some otherwise sometimes they would p- kind of play pranks to scare each other just because it was that dark. Sounds, it, it's like caroling and trick or treating combined. And right. I love it. So and like I said, this, this tradition is still standing there and um. Toulouse is to dress, so L-U-S-S-A is to dress up as Lucia, walk to neighbors or family members' house with songs and cakes in an exchange for drinks and other food. Um, and the act of Lusa was originally to stay awake during the night between the 12th and 13th, and it was called Lusavaca, which is Lucy Watch or Luce Watch. Um, so the question a lot of people ask is where did like Lusa or Lucy come from? Like, yeah, because obviously they're like, okay, why, why was that day named that? Um, so Lucy or, and my computer just died. <gasps> oh no. Give me a second. Let me pull it up on my phone. Let me, let me old school this shit. Oh my God. Yes. It's more old school to, you know, pull up your little pocket sized library of Alexandria to read your notes I rather mean, than using a computer. Like, this is like bringing me back to the beginning of our podcast. Yes. It does. It does feel very old school. But something I think is interesting is that so many different cultures have these wintry celebrations because it's dark. It's cold. It's kind of fucking miserable. And everyone is just like, we need light. We need snacks. We need festivities because this is bullshit. Exactly. And I I love cold and dark for this. But I love that that is just kind of like one of these almost cultural consistencies. And that makes me I, I think that's cool because that's what. Maybe it's because I've been I've grown up on Christmas right. and the holiday season, but I crave that at this time of year. I want to see the lights. I want to drink the cider and the hot chocolate, and I want to you know frost cookies and do all the fun festive stuff. Because otherwise, this weather and this time of year sucks. And the only thing that really bums me out is it comes and goes so quickly. Because, like, yeah. it, it's just starting to get really crummy. You know, Thanksgiving is kind of the foreplay for the holiday season. Then you got Christmas, and then you finish off with some New Year's. And then it's just, like, three months of frozen crap. And, like, wh- what do you have to celebrate? Three months My birthday? of frozen crap. Yeah, like, and there's nothing in between New Year's 
and spring except for Valentine's Day and my birthday. Right. Okay. So back to Lucy. Okay. So, so why is it Lucy or Lusa? So Lucy is otherwise known as the Lucy Corrigan, which is the Lucy witch, or Lucy Gubin, which is Lucy man, which was an evil entity. She often took the form of a woman who would come riding through the through on skis with her companions called Lucifrida. She was known as an evil spirit who would lurk around in the night, take naughty children away through the chimney, or punish those who had yet to complete like their Christmas like preparations, their seasonal preparations. Okay. The way you said it at first, it sounded like you were saying Lucy Kerrigan. And I'm like, oh, like Nancy Kerrigan. And I'm like, oh man, she's also kind of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Actually, Nancy Kerrigan has a very complicated story. You should definitely right. look it up. But but there <laughs> there is also a lot of like places that were like Lucy, Lucifer, and that is true. Oh, yeah, Lu- Lucy is a lot of times a uh, reference to Lucifer, and Lucifer is known as the Morning Star, the Light Bringer, which yeah. is interesting because he's also a fallen angel. There's like a whole bunch of stuff in there. But yeah, so like she, it used to be like about oh, we need to like light these lights and keep. Lucy away and I was now gonna say, it's like a celebration so like it combined with the, like the old folklore combined with like the new folklore of Saint Lucy to like make it a little bit more wholesome yeah like they took the good parts of their their stuff and the good parts of the name and combined it into one I'm not done quite done yet well I just want to say it, it's really interesting because the origins of you know Lucy is this evil figure lurking in the night it makes a lot of sense because it's darker they don't have, I mean, even now we have fantastic lighting and I'm right. still like, mm, I don't know, but you have no lighting and there's, it's kind of like the boogeyman, like don't go outside in the middle of the night or when it gets dark because there's bad shit out there. What's right. out there? Fucking Lucy. And, and she's that, coming for and your now ass. now we're like fucking people because people are assholes. <laughs> Where do so, I begin? <laughs> It is in the dark of the longest night with the despair for light, with evil all around, that the myth of a woman uh, figure bringing light arose. This was during the pre-Christian era still, and the light was sworn to keep evil away. So this tradition of a light-bringing woman may there may therefore have fo- its foundations in some some heathen goddess of light who who was invoked during this night for protection. And so this tradition of celebrating light in this manner has stayed um, even through the Christianization of of the countries. So in the 19th century, a special interest was sparked in the celebration due to the first wave of nationalism and the search for old folk traditions around Sweden as things were Christianized. So Lucy was mainly celebrated by men and women dressing up in a white crown of flowers, holding candlesticks and walking around the farm or from farm to farm with food while singing in the morning and would give kind of this foundation for this modern Lucia celebration. So there are several accounts from this period of different versions of who would who would be a Lucia and like how it would be interpreted. Some even say that she would bring gifts uh, for Christmas. So like, like I said, it kind of differed around Sweden. The yeah. tradition with the dresses and candle crowns is also believed to actually stem from 18th century Germany. And their celebration of Chris Kindlin, which is a girl dressed up to represent Christ and the the candles as a symbol of Gloria. Okay. Um, You know what I think is interesting? The the idea of the candles, it definitely has a place in the warding off of darkness. Right. But the idea of her wearing this 
really stressful candle crown also meshes with the Christian story because the fire couldn't burn her. Right, exactly. So it's like, of course I can wear a crown of flames because fire ain't got nothing on me. Right. So the tradition of white dressed women particularly became popular with upper class environments and people who could afford, you know, to get their shit cleaned. Um, Sonobolites and, and the bourgeois caused the tradition to spread over Sweden as a trend and soon would be picked up all throughout the land. So I'm sure you're all questioning now, how the fuck did St. Lucy get connected with like this random light bearing girl from Sweden? So we're talking Italy to Sweden. Yeah. Santa Lucia. Right. So this is, so St. Lucy is the known as the virgin saint. And then, yeah, like the other person didn't really have a name because like Lucy was like the bad figure, like mm-hmm. not the light bearing person. But like, so yeah, we have the virgin saint and then this like singing light bearer from Sweden. And how did they become connected? So it is said that Lucia, not like St. Lucy, but Lucia was a patron saint in Sweden of the poor in need. Um, Because in Roman times, it was said that Lucia would sell um, jewelry to buy bread for the Christians who hid in the catacombs. She would make a crown of lights to be able to... um, be able to carry food with both hands so she but she would still have light in the catacombs as she distributed food it was this similarity with food and light that led her to connection with the 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 swedish celebration on the day of december 13th because they were kind of like oh Yeah. yeah so one further addition for the lucia story is that the red sash tied around the modern lucia's waist is representing the blood that is spilled that was spilled when the roman soldiers killed her to celebrate Lucia or Lusa today is to keep a long and diverse tradition. And what keeps together through the centuries is the celebration of light, the wait for the Yuletide and the community amongst loved ones and neighbors to endure the darkness together so that we can embrace the light together. That's really sweet. I didn't get any of that from the American Girl doll books. (laughs) I didn't read any of those. I was really into... Josephina, she was my favorite. I, I also read um, Somali because World War Two. I never had an American Girl doll. Never read the books. I loved the books. I love them so much. That's really cool. No, I'm glad you got into that. And it's it's interesting to see the parallels between like how it all just kind of became this weird mishmash. amalgamation of yeah, like but these also, pagan traditions but this Christianity that ended up taking over the land and how they kind of fit together. But then also these inherent feelings that we as humans have of dark, of light, of food, of how to ward off evil, like think yeah. I don't know, it's and like warmth like, and family and love yeah. and like this wonder at this at this time of year. Yeah. Like and especially in northern countries because we're kind Mm -hmm. of like the same latitude of sweden and norway and stuff yeah like how dark it gets how early in the day and like yeah how much you long to see that warmth and that light and like i can understand yeah on that longest day of the year which is coming up for us yeah like wanting that kind of light at the end of the tunnel and i just i love that they turned it into in like this olden times it's like this like 
we have to stay awake so we're not like taken by evil spirits. So what the fuck are we going to do? We're going to fucking party. We're going to yeah. eat all this food. Like it reminds me of New Year's Eve like now. No, like at least yeah. the way I celebrate it. It's food and friends and family and fun. Yeah. It's all the F's. It's the four F's. Food, friends, family, fun. Yep. Yep. Four F's. And then the secret, the secret, uh, the secret fifth, fifth F, F. The secret fifth F that's hidden on the at the end of the track. <laughs> no, it's when you play it backwards. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, we know times have been tough lately for all of us. And during hard times, it can be difficult if you don't have anyone to talk to, or it can be hard to talk about certain topics. Being alone with your thoughts can be isolating. This is why we are sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen to and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Thank goodness. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is Amazon fast. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential, just like with an in-person therapist. You can request a new therapist at any time at no additional charges. If you want to talk to someone about your mental health, you can get a 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash herstory. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash herstory. All right. Well, I also decided to cover a perhaps mythical I don't want to call, you know, I don't want to deny the reality of anything anymore. I, say, I, I, turn, I want to I invoke mine, uh, Christian saint yep. and folklore. So uh, I also decided to explore some wintry women from lands afar. Like I mentioned this last week, but I was like, I tried to look up like women associated with like the holidays or, you know, like. The season, and I'm like, I, I uncovered the women you've already talked about. Yep. I've already covered Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Um, you did the Snow Maiden. Exactly. I'm like, I covered, oh my, like, was it Snegorochka? Snegorochka. Um, I covered her, and like, and the internet was like, yep, that's it. That's all I have for you. And I'm like, fuck you, internet. Okay. So, like, my search terms got real weird. <laughs> well, I, uh, I turned over a different rock. My search terms were also quite different. Yeah. So I will say honestly, because I knew I wanted to do holidays and Emily mentioned that she was doing like seasonal stuff. I like, I legit asked her, I'm like, can you give me either a name or like a general topic so that I don't accidentally steal your story like yep. I did three weeks ago? Yep. And she was, she gave me very vague details. And then details. four weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> She she gave me very vague details, so I still have no idea what her story is, but I didn't, like, because she told me the region it's from. Yep. And so when I I found my story, I was like, okay, different region. We're fine. So today I'm whining about Oshiroi Baba. We are traveling to Japan to meet the face powder hag. 
Oh, oh. I am like, here for this the shit. The Japanese name is so, like, pretty. And well, then you're just like, powder face, hag. Well, because Oshiroi is, like, the white face yep. powder and Baba is hag, yep. which... You Baba. That's all I think of. I, well, I, I think there are quite a few languages where Baba is, you know... I mean, old. you Baba is from a Japanese movie, so... No, but isn't there... Um, uh, Baba Yaga? Baba Yaga, is that... That's not Japanese, is it? It might be. You know, I don't what? know my phone. Why am I? Like- you know who I'm thinking of? I'm trying to think of, um, the woman with the house with the chicken feet. You think of like Howl's Moving Castle? No, no, it's it's not an anime. It's like an old folk tale. There was so, this witch. Baba Yaga is Polish. Okay, me- who am I thinking of? Witch. With house, no, that that is who it is. Oh, it is Baba Yaga? Yes, yeah, Slavic magic from the Witch of the Woods, Baba Yaga. Okay, yeah, I I had books about her when I was a kid, but yeah, Baba is it's, yeah, it's nine times out of ten it means old lady. So we are traveling back to feudal Japan. The winter wind cuts through your robes as you trudge along the snowy village streets. Darkness has fallen. Oh, wait. You said feudal Japan. Yes. It's not Minnesota. No, it's not Minnesota. <laughs> I've had like half The lutefisk a- hot on your breath. <laughs> I've had like half a bottle of wine by myself. All right. And no dinner. I am trying to create some ambiance. Feudal, feudal Japan, wind pouring through our robes darkness has fallen and the silhouette of the nearby mountain which looms over the village is hardly visible the rest of the villagers clearly having better sense than you are secured inside their warm homes you are alone but aren't we all really alone let me get we're born alone and we die alone i'm over here like getting chills and emily's like hold on let me break my own ambiance hold on hold on i need to get sassy all right you are alone, or so you think, until you hear a sound carried on the wind. Jada, 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 jada. It sounds like metal being dragged and clinking along the ground. You pause, trying to identify where the sound is coming from, but it seems to be coming from all directions. Then, from the darkness, a small hunched figure of an old woman emerges. She barely comes up to your chest, even with her broken wickerwork casa piled high with snow. She walks with a bamboo cane in one hand and a ceramic takuri of sake in the other. Beneath tattered robes, you can see the woman's vertebrae snaking down her gnarled, hunched back. Behind them, they drag a small mirror, making the jada jada sound. The contorted woman approaches you, shaking the sake bottle, which sloshes with the vacant low pitch of emptiness and stops. She lifts her head and you can finally see beneath her casa. Her face is a hideous mess of white face powder, thickly caked on to try and hide the gash-like wrinkles which cover her. Messy rouge bleeds around her lips, which are bent in a long frown. Her shocking appearance leaves you frozen in place. The woman parts her lips and begins yelling at you, demanding makeup and sake. 
She shakes the nearly empty sake bottle in your face and stomps her cane as she shouts. You finally break your feet free of your trance from the ground and do the only thing you can think to do. Run like hell. You have just encountered an Oshiroi Baba or face powder hag. The Oshiroi Baba is a traditional Japanese demon spirit or yokai who is who often uh, appears to humans in or nearby snowy mountains. And when I say often, I mean that's the condition in which she appears. She there, it's actually not uncommon to, or it's not common to encounter her. Yeah, it's it's these are the conditions, and yes. when these conditions are met, you have a chance to encounter this woman. You need to read like bedtime stories or something. Like, I don't know. I was getting chills over here. I loved writing that. In Yzma fashion, Emperor's New Groove, anyone, she's described as ancient and scary beyond all reason. Wrong lever. <laughs> Uh, her back is hunched and gnarled from an eternity of hard labor. And in an attempt to disguise her hideous face, which like, honestly, I'm like, okay, it sounds like she like got sounds a like little crazy old. with the foundation. Maybe she's a little sloppy. I don't know if we would call her like hideous, but okay. Uh, so to hide her hideous face, the Oshiroi Baba slathers her face uh, in Oshiroi powder, similar to that used by Geisha. The That's powder, what I was going to ask. Yes. Is, like, is it that white powder used by Geisha? Yes. Okay, thank you for answering my question before I ask. The powder it. is laid on thick and haphazardly, becoming caked in the deep wrinkles of her ancient face. Oh, God. Her makeup sometimes includes rouge, also sloppily applied. Hmm. Oshiroi Baba, she's a fucking mess. She's a cold ass mess. Those who encounter Oshiroi Baba find her terrifying to look at and avoid her at all costs. So sometimes if you're like wandering and you're like, there's like a tiny hunched figure and I hear this like Jara Jara sound. Fuck I'm going to go shit. the other yeah. way. And actually, I included the mirror in my description, but... Typically, you hear the mirror, but you don't see it. Yeah. But I was like, I'm just going to put it in there because it's important for context. So, uh, luckily for anyone who does encounter her, Oshiroi Baba is not known to cause harm. The worst that she will do is yell at you, demanding makeup and or booze. Specifically, sake. <laughs> like, okay, so there's a lot of, like, Japanese folklore that they, like... I get in murder you. I so get into I really that. like this one. I get into that. Uh, she is not the only w- Japanese wintry spirit. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll get into that. In some iterations of the Ishiroi Baba legend, she approaches travelers lost in the snow, actually offering them warm sake to help them survive the cold like a less furry St. Bernard. Ishiroi Baba is one of several old and or female snow spirits and she is one of the least dangerous. Her less hideous but more deadly counterpart is the Amazaki Baba. Uh, and like Oshiroi Baba, Amazaki Baba or Saki Hag is indistinguishable from any other old woman. Or I, I should have put like, I should have put unlike. So Oshiroi Baba, like she is hideous in otherworldly sense. But the Amazaki Baba, she just looks like an old woman that's like, chilling she wanders around <laughs> she's just she just chilling she just chilling in the snow she wanders around villages at night uh knocking on doors asking for amazaki 
or sake. Uh, Give anyone, me booze. Yeah. I'm like, okay. We've all been there. <laughs> it's like, give me, give me wine. Yeah. Which you were literally just talking about the tradition of people knocking on other people's doors, asking, asking for, for snacks, food, food and, and wine. Yep. Yeah. So anyone who answers her, regardless of whether they say yes or no, is said to fall ill. Uh, so the Amizaki Baba can be repelled, though, by hanging a cedar branch above your door. Another uh, Huintree Japanese spirit is the Hikeshi Baba. And if you are catching on to the theme, it's a lot of old women. Yeah, I was just saying, uh, she like, is the fire extinguishing hag. And this is what reminded me of what you were talking about. Fire extinguishing hag. All right. This is what reminded me of like the whole darkness being a herbiger of evil. Herbiger. Uh, this spirit also appears to be a hideous old woman, but you likely won't even know she paid you a visit until it's too late. Hikeshi Baba is a dark and miserable spirit who, like many yokai, hate the light and thrives in darkness. She wanders around from home to home, blowing out the paper lanterns that light them up, especially during the dark winter months. I don't think she's exclusively a winter spirit, but it was definitely thematically related to all of this. This not only makes the environment more favorable for her, but also... To other yokai or demons or evil spirits who will be more likely to venture out and cause havoc. I was also thinking, I mean, maybe the paper lanterns aren't being used as a heat source, but the whole idea of like your fire going out in winter and it getting cold and you freezing, that's a very real fear. And I felt like, I'm like, that. there's got to be a part of it that's that, you know? By comparison, Oshiroi Baba is uh, more of an uncommon nuisance than a bringer of death. But where the fuck does Oshiroi Baba come from? There are a few different ideas. It's possible that she's an uglier but less dangerous version of another very well-known Japanese snow maiden, the Yukiona. Mm -hmm. And like, if you've heard of Japanese like snow spirits, you've heard of Yukiona, uh, which means snow woman. Yep. Yukiona presents uh, as an incredibly so wait, beautiful. So wait, wait, wait. Are you about to do two in one? I've done like four already. I know, but like, that's true. It's not. Let me tell the damn story. I did not get full into Yukiona because that could have been its own thing. But I was like, I'm just going to like do a bunch of Japanese wintry spirits. I love you. Because you're right. You're, you've covered other ones. Yeah. And here's the other thing. A lot of the information I was able to find was like the copy and pasted from the same article over and over. Yeah, and like, I I want to explore this. I there's flesh the one this out. like good article, and yeah. then there's like the twelve that are the, the exact, exact same article. article. <laughs> and you're like, what are your references? Oh, that one article I already read. You could say they're not the genuine article. Oh, but... <laughs> okay. So back to Yukiona, who will yes, fuck your sorry. world up. So uh, she presents as an incredibly beautiful woman with long black hair, nearly translucent pale skin, blue lips, and wearing a white kimono. Sometimes she's naked, and you can only like see her black hair and her blue lips because she blends in so much with the That's snow. Creepiest. But fuck. the PG thirteen version, she is clothed. All right, I'm game. <laughs> uh, she ventures down from the mountains on snowy nights floating across the snow and leaving no footprints behind. Uh, or perhaps she has no feet, which is a common theme amongst Japanese spirits. They don't that, have yeah, feet. They don't have feet. They kind of like fade out as you go down the body. Yeah. they. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a common ghosty thing. 
Uh, she appears before travelers in the snow and freezes them to death using her icy breath or tempts them with her beauty to lead them astray until they die of the cold. Either, so either way, way, you die of the cold, which sounds absolutely fucking horrible. Either way, she leaves nothing in her wake but frozen corpses. Yeah, no thank you. There are you. also versions of her where she like is kind of a vampire and sucks the life from you. And like, like sometimes like she'll would be... go to your house and like she needs to be invited in. There's a lot of vampire I, I vibes. I feel like getting the life sucked out of you would be less painful than slowly freezing to death. Can I get like a sampler? Can I get a flight of deaths and then pick the right. one I like the most? Drowning. <laughs> oh, don't. Mm, okay, we're moving on because now I'm feeling very, I'm feeling very uh, aware of my mortality. <laughs> I'm always aware of my mortality. So um, the Pokemon, because I can't, because I'm actually. Which one? Well, I'm going to get to it, but I'm shocked. I've covered so many Japanese stories. I have not touched on Pokemon. Yeah. I've, I've compared, I made anime connections. Um, so the Pokemon Frostlass is inspired by the Yukiona and you'll see the the comparisons is an ice type. Um, it's wearing a white kimono with the obi and everything. Another origin of Oshiroi Baba states that she is a variation of a Yamauba, which, uh, can be a blanket term for a variety of demonic hags. (laughs) demonic old women is a theme it's a cultural theme uh it's said that yuma ubas were once humans who were corrupted and became monsters like granny orcs some versions of the yama uba harass humans demanding makeup and liquor uh and some of them are specific like they come out in the snow specifically so again the pokemon jinx is inspired by yama uba so we have another Pokemon huh. comparison. That's kind of cool. Finally, some legends assert that Oshiroi Baba is a servant of Shifun Sengo, Senjo, uh, the goddess of rouge and makeup. Because clearly Shifun Senjo is like that bridezilla who's like, no one can be prettier than me. So all of her yeah. servants are like fucking hideous. I Googled, we, this has been a theme of like not being able to find the things we're trying to Google. I Googled Shifun Senjo because I'm like, oh, I want to learn more about that. I couldn't find anything except references to Oshidoi Baba potentially being her servant. Interesting. I'm like, it's okay. I feel like someone might be making this up. Right. You're like, who the fuck is fucking with me? Japanese correspondents come at us. Regardless of her origins, I think we can all relate to the unconventionally looking woman with the smeared makeup wandering around at night looking for booze because let's be honest, there is a face powder hag in all of us. That's what I was about to say. I was like, there's one in all of us. We have all been the face powder hag. Or, you know, if if it's after like 4 a.m., that's just someone walking home after a night of drinking. You know what? They took the face powder hag slut strut and made it a walk of shame. Yeah. <laughs> I much prefer the slut strut. Yep. Yep. The victory march. Victory okay. lap. So when I was in high school, I was dating someone that lived cross campus like literally do you mean when you were in college yep what did i say high school okay when i was in college literally i lived on the a dorm on the one side of our our campus and he lived in the upperclassmen like apartments that were literally the exact opposite side of polar opposite sides of campus the long way too and like i would walk home not like 
weird like at like 8 a.m. because I would I would go back to my dorm and then go to class. And I'm like, like, I always thought to myself, I'm like, is this a walk of shame? Because they were my boyfriend. Like, does it like I remember every time I had these like 15, 15 minute walks across campus, I would like think about that. Like I'd have this like conversation with myself like. If you're dating the person, is it considered a walk of shame? Here's the thing. It is never a walk of shame. No. Like, okay, if you feel shameful about it, that that is your own choice. You're allowed to feel that. Th- that's it an is entirely a valid separate thing. thing. But no one else should be allowed to call it a walk of shame. To be perfectly honest. It shouldn't even be called a slut strut, mainly because I don't like the word, the term slut. I like taking it back. Like, I love being like, oh my God, you little slut. I love you. I'm going to try and think of a better term. Victory lap. There are a bunch of, there are, you can Google it. There are a ton of variations of the walk of shame and slut strut and victory lap or a couple of them. I'm like, it needs something more positive. Cause like, like, I was date like, and like very rarely was there a time that like it was immediate hookup. And then I walked home because 90% of the time he was still sleeping because he didn't have classes that early in the morning because he was an upperclassman and got to choose the better classes. Um, and so like. You know, like, but yeah, I, I just, I have this distinct, like, mem- like, so you saying that just brings back this distinct memory of me walking cross campus at like 8 a.m. Ooh, the post-pound parade. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> I really like that one. But like I, I said, mine to send us mine, the, your best. Mine uh, really wasn't post-pound. Mine was just like the morning after March. Morning after March. I like that. Because that could be anything. Thank you. I yep. literally just came up with it as it came out of my mouth. The wine has made you so powerful, Kelly. Oh. Well, thank you for joining me on that fun little adventure. I, like I, I actually your, your writing of that was very beautiful. I found I found a lot more information than I thought I would, not only on Oshiroi Baba, but also just like all these other snow maidens. I want to do something fun and holiday Same. themed. Same. And like Judith was a lot of fun. Um this was a little less murdery. Like, Oshiroi Baba, she's just some old crabby lady who just needs her just fucking, fucking booze. I just assume she's wasted, and that's why her makeup is smeared. Yeah. She, like, fell in a snow pile a few miles back. <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, I'm like, okay, everyone's describing her as, like, she has to be otherworldly because she's so hideous. I'm like, maybe you're just rude. <laughs> well, like, if she's wearing so much makeup, how can you tell what she looks like under it? Because she's so ring. It's like Yzma. She wears a lot of makeup. Like, that's why I was imagining. I was like, this is a tiny hunched over Yzma. I mean, I I also, like, she's not wearing a ton of makeup, but just the description you were giving me of her also did remind me of, like, Yubaba from Spirited Away. Very, With all the wrinkles. Yep. Yeah. There's a theme. There's a theme in the way that we describe old women in many cultures. Wrinkles. Wrinkles. I, you know what? It's also how I describe uh, my dogs. That's true. Actually, my dogs aren't too bad, but like that breed. P- P- Pugs P- are wrinkly. Pugs, bulldogs. You got to like clean the wrinkles out because yeah. like, they're, they're Brach- pronounced. Brachiocephalic breeds. Brachiocephalic, yep. Or just big dogs, like fat dogs. <laughs> they, get, they get wrinkles. <laughs> they're not rolls. They're wrinkles. Yep. 
You just need to be ironed out. Anyways. Good steam bath. We'll fix that. That actually sounds fantastic. Anyways, <laughs> Dude, Emily. Dude, I want to go to a sauna. I oh my go to a spa. Like, I was watching Spirited Away the other day because they put it on for one of my No ne- wonder you are so Hayao Miyazaki-centric right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> never be have, sorry for I that. I have a friend that has never seen a Hayao Miyazaki film. Well, it's more like my husband's friend. But I so was going to say, you so wouldn't be friends with that true. person. <laughs> my husband has convinced this person that starting in January, they're going to come over to our house like bi-weekly. And we're going to, because we have like the Miyazaki collection. Yeah. And so we're going to systematically watch like one movie every week or every two weeks. And I'm like, I was not part of this planning process. But if you do it on a day when I'm home, I am down. Yeah. Um. Start with all the classic and fun ones. And then... Only if you decide you do not like that person anymore, show them Grave of the Fireflies. That is technically, that is a Studio Ghibli film, but it is not a Miyazaki film. I know, but that movie will, I, I have not watched it and I, I will not either. watch I it. I will not either. I know I'm not so we're, mentally we're, well. We're only introducing him to the Miyazaki films, okay. which even some of them, like if you dig deep, like Totoro and stuff, some of their, some of it's a little dark. Well, I, I know there are fan theories about like murders and stuff, but I don't think that's really like no. like the whole, ooh, they're dead the whole time. I'm so over that. Come up with I'm something like, no. more creative. Right. Anyway. What Kelly, are you thankful for? No. Damn you. I have been trying to ask you for the last you like minute. Fucking bitch. <laughs> you love me. I do. Me. You're thankful for I, me. I'm very thankful for you. Um, oh crap. I should have thought of something more. Um you know i'm thankful i was trying to harmonize with you i'm i'm really thankful uh i'm just feeling very positive i'm feeling very free i'm feeling very hopeful like this like i don't know i don't feel like i'm constantly in survival mode or or just I just have to continue existing you've so I can get a, to the next day. You've had a major existing. life shift. And yeah. so your outlook on not only life, but your mental health, everything's kind of changed. Yeah. For the better. And it's been like, there are challenges obviously with that because change is inherently violent and destructive, but good things can come out of it. Uh, but something I'm really happy about is just, I keep, I I keep putting, you know, the month, the season, the day, the event, whatever, into the context of like what it used to be like and just being like, holy shit, this is awesome. Right. You're like, this Things used to are be awesome. This used to be so much more work. Yeah. Like I'm I'm like existing is just more fun now. And it I I'm just I'm doing really well and I'm happy for that. And I'm spending a lot of time with friends. I'm feeling like a more complete person. Because I, my purpose in life is not to care for another person. It's to thrive instead of survive. And that feels really good. Follow that bitch. No, (laughs) we're throwing down in the thankful corner. I was hoping hoping you'd just forget that I didn't go first and we would just skip over. Nope. Not that I'm not thankful for things. Um, Everything is awful. No, shut up. Everything's shut up. a giant bag of dicks. Everything is awful. So just fuck it. No, it's not awful. Right, okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. I'm done. Um, no, I'm. I don't know if I've talked much about my practicum experience 
some of it is confidentiality and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, but I'm really thankful for the group of people I work with. They have really embraced having, I mean, I'm sure they've had students before, but like me as a student, they've really embraced me and taken me under their wing and like all of them, every single person I work with is like more than willing to, you know, let me shadow them or, you know, if I have questions, I can go to any one of them. And like my supervisor is super amazing. She, I, I'm, I'm in love with her. She's truly a supervisor. Yeah. In a pl- I, I am in love with her in a platonic way. In a, in a professional, like, I admire the I absolute shit you. out of her. Yes. yes. Um, cause she is, she's amazing. And she, she really like understands me and pushes my, like pushes my boundaries in a very professional and respectful way. That's like, Hey, what if you think about it this way? Or what if you try this or like, let's, let's do this. And in a way that been, allows you to grow. Exactly. And it has been an, a completely positive and rewarding experience. And I'm so thankful that I, well, one, I put myself out there to get that position and that I chose to apply there because I, like I said, I'm so thankful I work there and everyone's really amazing. And I'm just thankful for the opportunity uh, and the, all the experience I'm getting. And I cannot wait to see what, cause the, the, I have finished one half of my practicum and we stay at this. I'm, I'm choosing to stay at the same place. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited to see what the uh, next like four months holds. Oh, that'd be sweet. That would be sweet. Fucking awesome. Celebrate this job. Come on. No, I will definitely take you out. I mean, I mean, we're celebrating you completing your your degree and everything. Oh, yeah, no. I'm going to throw a party. We're going to get fucked up. I'm going to throw a party because it'll be like May. So I'm going to like wait until like June or July and then I'm going to throw like a nice party in my backyard. Okay, here's the thing. You need to get drunk and psychoanalyze everyone while wasted. I'll just sit in a corner and you'll just bring people up to me like one by one and I'll be like, you know what your problem is? (laughs) You You want to sleep with your mom. You know what your fucking problem is? Is, you're so fucking judgmental. Emily's gonna and make everyone sure I is have... so sick of your negativity. Kelly, you're yelling at the fern. This negative <laughs> ass fern who's judging me right now. Emily's gonna make sure I have no friends but her. Yeah. No. I'll graduate and she'll be like, let's psychoanalyze people and I'll be wasted. And I'll be like, okay. And then I will have no friends. Okay. A million years ago, I was in a situation where I was hanging out with a bunch of people and someone was the un- uh, I think it was booze. They were under the influence of something. It's it's so long ago, I don't remember. But they went around the room and started aggressively pointing at people. And yeah, and they were like, I don't like you. I really don't like you. And then he gets to me and points at me. I'm like, he's like, you're hot. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so as long as I, I have some positives so in there. Yeah. You know what? You're a judgmental bitch, but I definitely fuck you. <laughs> Done. Yeah. You DTF? DTF judgy? DTF. <laughs> I'm going to judge you the whole time, but you DTF? Yeah. Oh, God. I know. I know what that look is. You're judging me for asking. Don't <laughs> Stop you it. slut Stop shame judging me. judging me, Don't judgy McJudgy slut. face. <laughs> anyway. Um, 
fucking a thank you <laughs> seriously thank you if you are still listening for listening to another so whiny about history please continue um i promise it might get better i can't say it's gonna get better if you like this this may just be i mean this, this is, is who we this are this is it yeah this is it we're like almost four years in this this is it yeah this is this is just who we are as people. Like us we on Facebook us. at Whiny About Herstory, Instagram at W A H Pad, Twitter at W H underscore Pod. Our website is Whiny About Herstory, where we have a contact form where you can contact Emily or I or both of us together as one. <laughs> <laughs> Our merch is also on there. Um, That's gonna be a response saying when you con- yep. if I get to respond first, it's just gonna be burps. Do out. you even check our email address? Sometimes. Okay. Uh, you usually get to it before it's me. It's like 90% You're of the like time. You're like an me. email ninja. I am the Instagram message person, though, yeah. and Facebook. Twitter doesn't every, exist to me. Every once in a while, I will hit an Instagram or Facebook message prior to you, but it is very rare. Um, anyways, but you can contact us. Our merch is on our website. Like, you can just click on things and view our beautiful, beautiful merch. Makes a great holiday gift. Right? Uh, as I've said before, if you really want me to make a wine glass for someone you love, just contact us. Um, we also have our Patreon link there where you can donate for as little as $1 and get some bonus content. And there is more coming in the new year. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Whining About Her Street. I'm Emily. I'm Kelly. Have an empowered day. Bye. Bye.